right, so in the last week, there have been some very exciting deals announced. And I figured let's break them down as Peter from a venture capital standpoint, myself as an entrepreneur and like what we like and what we don't like about the deals and just like what's happening in the, in the market right now in the land of VC. Sweet, let's do this thing. All right, so I don't actually know how to say this. Bukukas. They just raised 50 million. So far, they've raised a total of about 63.5 million. Their last fund was only a few months ago, was 10 million. The one before that was $3.5 million. Sounds like they're growing really quick, mm -hmm. gaining a lot of attention. My understanding is what they do is they're more of like a, they're helping companies become more digitized, go more online, specifically around the, the lines of financial accounting. So they're based in Indonesia and they're helping small and medium-sized businesses in Indonesia get online and be more digitized. I would imagine the market is kind of similar to India. What do you think of that opportunity, having having lived there? So I can't speak specifically for India because I don't use that many localized applications. Mm -hmm. um, in India for finance, I use QuickBooks and they have a version specifically for that market. I think one of the things I like here is, so when I first got into like tech startup, the things that I looked at specifically for was what are models that work well in the US and where ones can I go overseas? And I don't know if that, that playbook exists anymore. I see similarities, but here I think the slant that they have is I think it's much easier to have a marketing platform go global but I think with finance applications with specifically individual tax laws payment gateways I think there's probably a fairly defensible moat at least for the next 10 years around models like this picking countries that are large enough and building financial applications specifically for them and especially in this country they're saying that 60 percent of all businesses are smbs and most of them aren't digitized and so i mean like right now if you said john here's a country that has a similar blueprint here's three ten million dollars it would be tempting to go try it out yeah no i agree i think look you've got i would imagine that in indonesia that uh, smartphone adoption's pretty deep and so you have a lot of consumers that are you know digital savvy and and have access to sufficient technology so it makes a ton of sense that you would offer a lot of services that really bring even the smallest business in into the 21st century from a digital perspective right i think i look at this as a lot like a square right probably when square wouldn't have been successful in this market you know when it launched in the u.s because the digital adoption wasn't there but i think the digital adoption is probably there at this point right and so and probably for most of these markets and for me the question would be more of timing sure but it, it feels like now is the right timing right for, the, for this I, type of business. I think there would still, if I was building it, it'd be a very light application. Mm -hmm. I probably would go mobile first. Most of these companies don't even have regular web browsers. Actually, I don't know if I would even go, I would go mobile first and I don't know if I would even have an app primarily because a lot of these people have very limited space on their phones. And limited bandwidth too, I'm sure. And limited bandwidth. At least in India, bandwidth is fairly cheap. It's cheap compared to the US, but it might be cheap in my mind, just as a foreigner. So that may not be a fair comparison, but I think, because in India specifically, like when you go to make an online payment, I'm not typically plugging it through like the US merchants or like Stripes. They use Razorpay and others, and that gives them a fair amount of defensibility, I think, specific to their market or similar markets if you were looking at it. I think one of the things that was interesting is that Sequoia funded this deal, but it doesn't look like they were in the latest round of 50 million, which makes me wonder, I've heard a lot of VCs get upset where they'll give someone like 10 million, and they're like, this should last you for the next two years. And then the next thing you know, a startup goes and raises 50 million, and um, some funds like Sequoia in the past have expressed um, 
little that they're a little bit upset but i think some startups are like hey if we can raise the money now and it's at a good rate like why not do it now yeah it's a good question it doesn't really indicate whether or not they participated i would guess that sequoia would have participated well they've done two rounds back to back so if you come to this article right here wait not that one they might have the other one was three months i mean the other two investors noted are a doordash executive and the ceo of transferwise which Look, TransferWise is a great, very successful business, as is DoorDash, but I, I mean, I would be surprised if those two individuals combined wrote a $50 million check into the business. What do you think about the concept? Like, if you look at the, what their core is, they're yeah. a small business, or they're, they help small businesses go online. Uh -huh. How much longer do you think that is going to be a trend? Like, I would have expected that trend to have mm -hmm. been over. Well, I think in most developed markets, it is over. I think in developing markets like Indonesia, it clearly hasn't played out yet. Okay. All right, let's go to Merge. They just raised $4.5 million to help specifically with integrations. And as I've read through this, they look like they're kind of like a Zapier specifically for the HR space. Mm -hmm. So they have much more of like a Plaid-like component where they're connecting deep, financial APIs, lots of security, lots of compliance, but trying to make a lot of these apps fairly connected. Yeah, no, I think I think it's interesting. I think the thing that really stood out to me was when they talked about how um, Salesforce, you know, is this really big player. They've got a lot of market share. They clearly have like, you know, arguably a fairly robust API. Uh, and yet customers are saying they'd rather use Merge's um, product over Salesforce's API because it's just so much easier to use and work with. I think at the end of the day, things are only going to continue to become more and more and more interconnected and customers are starting to, I mean, have been for a long time, but almost it's stable stakes now, right? Like you have to be able to integrate across a wide range of data sources. You know, what I think is interesting about this as well is today they integrate with like 40 different HR platforms. You know, how many of these platforms are out there that are actually better, but that don't integrate with all of the different product or you know software products that a company is using uh, and so they don't get the purchase even though they offer a much better product and so companies like like merge uh, create this really interesting potential partnership where these other HR companies that are maybe like getting overlooked from the API side can work with merge and drive additional customers back to their platform and it becomes a symbiotic relationship that can benefit both players I don't know if some a market like Indonesia or India would be big enough but I bet there might be a very similar play of creating an API in a very large market like in India and connecting them. Yeah, probably. Well, and I think what they would argue is why do you need to build something that on the API side that's specific to India? Why don't mm -hmm. you just add it on as one of the many, 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 you know, different APIs that work on your system? All right, let's look at the last one. Okay, so Anchor Store, they just raised $102 million and they are basically just a wholesale marketplace that I believe you can only buy things on if you are wholesaling. Not if you're wholesaling, if you're a retailer. Yeah, if you're a retailer. So the idea here is you have either an online store or even I believe a physical location and you can go and buy product uh, through Anchor Store and sell it through your store, right? And so the nice thing, if you are a, a vendor, a wholesaler of, of different products, right? Maybe it's a lot of the stuff they, they have is like decor, house supplies, specialty items like maple syrup or bed, bath salts, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So if you're one of those companies and you're you're generating you know quite a bit of volume of product, it can be really painful to to work with you know a small gift shop in New Hampshire that wants to buy you know hundred dollars worth of product, right? And to service that one little tiny customer. And so that's what Anchor Store does. That's really interesting. Is like okay, hey, you have this little gift shop, you can 
can get access to all these like specialty items all over the place and your minimum purchase can be like a hundred bucks, which is totally doable for a small store instead of having to spend a minimum of a thousand or $10,000, right? Would that be enough of a, a deterrent for you not to invest in a company like this? No, not necessarily. I just think it's, you know, a broader trend that's you know, interesting to think about. Okay. The flip side is there are a lot of companies that don't like selling through Amazon. They don't like giving up their data and they don't like giving up control. And so they're looking for alternative ways to sell product, right? Um, and, you know, look, this is this could be a really interesting thing. You think about how many people start on Etsy. They design some sort of product. They get some initial sales. But then it's like, okay, if I could take this, this product that maybe I 3D printed or, you know, whatever it might be, and I take it to China and, and have it mass produced, Right then, I could start selling it not just onesies, twosies, direct to consumers, but I could actually sell it to smaller boutique uh, sellers that are doing a lot of the curation on behalf of their customers, right? And I could sell a lot more product hypothetically across you know a broader range of geographies and markets. And so that piece of it of like just having a natural evolution of a way to scale up your business without having to make that huge jump mm-hmm. is a hole that I think Fair and and Anchor Store store uh, sell really well. If you were to invest in one of these three. Yeah. Like, what would be your preference? So, you know, I think Anchor Star is probably my favorite of the three. Um, just because I think it's a it's a pretty large, well-established business. I think uh, Buku Kas is also really interesting. It just in terms of the amount of growth that they're seeing, it looks like it's, it's a rocket ship. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think Merge is also really interesting. It's just seed stage. It's really early. And I don't know as much about that that market and that industry? I think for myself, I would put Merge first. I think I like that they seem smaller. I like more of that intimate feel. So maybe that's a personal non uh, venture model. Well, you're just swinging for the fences, that's all. You just want to get in early. Yeah, well, I also like, from my standpoint, I'm a founder. So like, you know, I invest more time than money historically. Yep. And so I can see more of an upside personally if I were to join them versus the Bukakas. Yeah. Um, I but you've also kind of felt this pain point here with Merge too, right? Yeah, I felt the pain point, but I would also argue that India is not developed enough for these other companies to have APIs for you to connect into. Yeah. And then at that point when they do, a semi-merge does come and gobble up the market, then other people, it would be harder to like do a startup like that when, when India is ready, if it was ready. Sure. So, but yeah, that's how I'd break it down. Well, as I work on this, it'd be interesting to see, to see like what your thoughts are. Yeah, I'm excited. We're recruiting the we team should right do a show forth. just on like you starting this business and I don't talking know. about it. We could. That would be interesting. It'd be fun. All right. Sounds good, Peter. All right. Thanks, John. All right. Thanks, guys. Make sure you like and subscribe below. Mm-hmm.